It's the Wex Appeal Podcast. Barbells, beats, and buffoonery. Three, two, one, go! Here we go. Dope conversations. That's my gang is con. Where fitness, pop culture, and a lot of random buffoonery collide. I'm coming for you. It's ridiculous, really. Hashtag space. Work. But amusing. Wax, you, you laughed least at me, so you get to go next. <laughs> Here's your host, Wax. I was going to say I blacked out during the explanation. <laughs> I just heard space. Work. Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. It is the Wax Appeal Podcast, Barbells, Beats, and Buffoonery. And yes, I'm Wax, and we are here. I hope that you had an amazing 4th of July I, it just we had a great time as a family, just hanging out, having a good time, and uh, just enjoying each other's company, seeing the fireworks all over the neighborhood. You walk outside, and nothing says America like the smell of gun smoke in the air. Uh, it wasn't gun smoke; it was fireworks, just for you know reference. But man, it was just—it's—it's it's a great time to uh, to hang out with family and remember the freedoms that we so enjoy. In this great country, so I hope that you had an amazing Fourth of July. We've got a lot of fantastic things on the horizon for the Wexpeel podcast, and I'm happy to share them with you. But before we do anything at all, here's what I need you to do: I need you to pick up your phones. If you're listening to this in the background, cool. Go ahead and go to your YouTube app, type in Wexpeel, Wexpeel podcast, and go like and subscribe. We are now on YouTube. We're going to be doing it. All the time, you can be actually be able to be the first people to watch the episode live. You can comment. You can be part of the show. So get on there. Subscribe to the Wexfield Podcast on YouTube. And you're going to be able to see the show, be part of the show, ask questions on the show, and interact and have a great time. So go do it. YouTube, Wexfield Podcast. And also, of course, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all these different places. We're going to try and get the Wex Appeal podcast and the Wex Appeal people. We're going to, we're going to try and get you everywhere. So get over there and do that. Um, also, of course, this show is not possible without the help of sponsors, and one of those sponsors is Blackout Barbell. They are an apparel company out of Alabama. I love their stuff. I found them on Instagram. We started talking they like the stuff we're doing. I like the stuff they're doing. So we thought it was a natural partnership. Blackout Barbell, they were started in actually in 2019 by Colton Terry and Shea Butts of Coleman, Alabama. The brand had a great local response over the following year, but COVID came around. And as with all businesses, it was just kind of put by the wayside for a little while. Shea ended up moving to California for Powerline work, and Colton had other priorities with his gym and his children. And while in California, unfortunately, Shea passed away in a motorcycle accident at the young age of 39. And after that happened in early 2022, Shea's brother-in-law, Sean McClelland, reached out to Colton to get the business back on his feet in hopes of keeping a small part of Shea's dream alive. Fast forward to one year later, Blackout Barbell has expanded with an additional 25 apparel pieces and is actively getting in front of communities across the Southeast to grow the brand. All of their drive originates from a passion in providing appealing fitness gear and the love for our lost friend and family member, Shay. So, man, I love a brand that has a story, and that's their story. They're just people who love fitness. They want to keep their, their friend's spirit alive, and they did it in Blackout Barbell. You can see the apparel. Go check them out, blackoutbarbell.shop. And if you use my code, BLACKOUT, it's B-L-K, O-U-T, all caps, you get 10% off your order and a special gift from the Wexpeel Podcast. So do it today. Go to the Wexpeel Podcast. You can go to the link in bio, or you can go to blackoutbarbell.shop to get 10% off of your order today. My other sponsor, who I absolutely love, it's the best way to start the morning, is Strong Coffee Company. That's right, Strong Coffee Company. Man, they are out of Texas. You can go back and listen to one of the episodes that I did with the CEO, Adam Von Rothfelder, and I have loved this brand since last year at the games. Got to meet them, got to talk to them, got to hang out with them at Wadapalooza, got to talk to them on the podcast. Man, just great people, but an even greater product. Not only is it just coffee, but it's instant coffee that gives you collagen protein, MCT oil, 
Neurofactor. It helps with your gut health, your your brain. Like it helps with everything. And it makes you healthy, not only just wakes you up. So get over to strongcoffeecompany.com or you can find the link in the bio. Use the code WEXAPPEAL, all caps, to get $15 off your order. Do it today. Get some of the best coffee and hook it up. Wake up. That's the way to do it. My guest today on the show is Dwight Upshaw. Now, Dwight Upshaw is one of the coaches and one of the main coaches from Proven Fitness. You know them. Shane and Tia, uh, Nick Johnston, the CEO. Well, Dwight works hand-in-hand with them to provide affiliate programming, train these elite athletes that they have in their stable over there, and also is one of the programmers for Girls Gone Rx, which is a company that is near and dear to our heart. It's a nonprofit organization that brings awareness to breast cancer. Uh, Dwight and I sit down. We got to uh, we got to chat back and forth a while before semifinals. We were supposed to meet up at semifinals, but man, things were busy. Athletes everywhere. But uh, we finally got on the episode, and we were able to talk about all the things going on with Proven, kind of where he came from, how he's come up in CrossFit, and then also his work with Girls Gone RX, which he and I are both very passionate about. So I hope that you enjoy this episode. Dwight Upshaw, Proven Fitness, right here on the show. All right. Well, hey, Dwight, we're live. We're 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 live and we're we're hanging out here in uh on YouTube and Facebook, which is brand new for the show. So I'm excited to welcome you as the first guest on the on the video version of the Wexpeel podcast. Um as always, it will also be, you know, broadcast on Spotify, Apple, um, all all the places that you find your your favorite podcasts and shows, you can go and, and check them all out. But Dwight Upshaw, Dwight Upshaw is my guest today from Proven Fit. Welcome to the show. And man, thank you so much for, for coming on. Yeah, I'm excited. We finally got this locked into a time. I'm able to kind of like go through this um, with, you know, get this up there and kind of be your first uh, first experiment in, in the live streaming of the podcast. So that'll be good. Yeah, it'll be good. It'll be fun. The um, Now, we've been talking back and forth for a few months now. I know things have been crazy between semifinalifying, you know, through quarterfinals and, and you know how long we've been talking, trying to get this thing in the works, but glad that you're finally I here. think it's been at least a couple so of months. So tell everybody yeah. what, you know, kind of, it's been a couple months. Yeah. So yeah. tell everybody your role with, with Proven and kind of what you're doing there. And then we'll kind of get into, you know, get into all the stuff that's going on with you guys up there. Perfect. Yeah. Um, so my role with Proven is I'm one of the lead athlete coaches here. Um, I work hand in hand with Shane um, and the other coaches. So, um, you know, I first started actually with Nick Johnston, who is now the CEO. Um, we were the first two coaches that came on um, in order to help coach with the athlete camp over here and then develop those programs. Um, originally, it was Nick working on the compete side, um, me working on the affiliate side. So we both were kind of like branching out. Um, Nick expanded on what Tian and Shane were already doing on that side. And then I created the affiliate programming um, in order to get that to a wide reach. And then we've kind of reshuffled some things and Shane has taken back over compete programming as Nick's taken on the CEO role. We've added on Will Kearney, um, who now does our masters uh, and our proven 60 and uh, Batu, who's now helping expand our programming into um, Latin America. So that's been kind of like a really good expansion. So we've kind of developed the team a little bit more. Um, so in-house here, we do actually have Batu who travels back and forth, but he's been here a lot this past year. Um, and then I've been the one that's been full-time here pretty much like the whole year working with the athletes um, and then working for developing videos, content and everything on that side for our affiliate growth. Um, and so, you know, I've been kind of like the one that's been here with Shane um, hand in hand. And then we have some other coaches that are working on like the other behind the scenes stuff and they come in and out and travel a little bit more than I do. Wow. That's awesome. I mean, and that's a lot. You guys are, you guys are doing a ton of stuff over there. So, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that takes up pretty much 99%. It's just all the different hats that you, that you got to put on to do those. Yeah. I mean, it definitely takes a lot of time. Like I would say that, you know, so you know, trying to expand the affiliate programming and get that to a wider reach and then make sure that the content is, you know, basically at the top level of trying to be, you know, above and beyond of what other people can kind of put out there is really like our goal. Um, 
and trying to you know tackle that has been kind of my baby along the way so it definitely does take up a lot of time there and then wearing the other hats and constantly talking about what the athletes are doing on a day-to-day basis um, kind of just leaves no real room for for much else but we're definitely we're definitely in it and passionate about it awesome so are you are you over all the athletes team individual or you have specific ones that you're kind of that you coach and so then um i would say that there's the rest there's, yeah um so from time to time um it depends kind of like on the phase of the year um how individualized the programming um becomes and where we kind of you know have more of our tailored focus i would say throughout the years um we've had some more individualized time periods where it's been like okay you know, Nick, you're working with these two athletes, Dwight, you're working with these two athletes. However, it's not necessarily just like that. It's more just we're communicating specifically with those athletes. But Shane, Nick and I, you know, had been talking as a group cohesively in terms of the overall structure of what the kind of training outline should be creating like a template and then mapping out individualized approaches to that with that template. Whereas Shane kind of creates like an overview um, in terms of like where things are, creates like the framework, and then we'll kind of move into the pieces of it and talk specifically with the athletes and have a better eye on them. So by doing that and segmenting it out, so, you know, with certain, uh, you know, with branching out and being focused on certain athletes, we're able to like really kind of create an eye for them and be like, okay, this is what I need. So I don't have to like be looking everywhere all the time, um, in order to really kind of hone in. Um, and, uh, you know, I would say in like the off season, um, during this off season, you know, I'd had kind of a big part, um, in developing a little bit more of some of the off season structure, um, and getting, you know, Sydney ready for Wadapalooza, developing like the off season programming through there. Um, Will had a little bit more, you know, in this off season of trying to do his own thing, coming back from some injury, stuff so you know he would be doing his own thing but then we'd be talking back and forth about specific structure of how to get back to where he wanted to be um and kind of having that in and then you know my job is to tie shane into that and talk about okay what's the approach and like what are the type of strength cycles we should be going after and then when shane kind of comes in through so like with the game cycle he has you know a wide or you know a big breadth of experience there and can kind of create the structure of like, okay, this is what we need to hit. These are the areas of concern, you know, and then he can do it um, and kind of overview what I'm putting in there and then create a better structure off of that. And like, we kind of talk back and forth and it's a lot more, I would say cohesive than like I'm doing something and then he's doing something, you know, and all of a sudden it kind of looks like it's like jumbled athletes into a gym. It's, it's more kind of a, a little bit of a unit with specific focus points. Gotcha. So with all these moving parts, you know, obviously you've got a lot of different personalities and things like that. So yeah. who all, just for, just for those who are wondering, cause you threw out a lot yeah. of names there, who all are you guys working with now? Currently you got obviously a whole list of athletes that are going to the games. Um, so who are you working with right now? And then who else is on the roster that people may not know? Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't want to want to miss anybody, um, on that one, I would say specifically that have been in house in Nashville over the, like the last year that we've worked more directly with, um, I would say, you know, I mean, from the get go, um, you know, a lot of this was built around Brooke, um, because, uh, Tia and Brooke were really good training partners, um, developed a really good relationship there. And that was kind of where it started. And then Brooke had a really close relationship with Will Morad. Um, and then, so he kind of jumped on okay. when Brooke was here. Um, he actually helped her train for the games in 2020, um, as she was doing that final lead up. Okay. So that kind of like was where that stemmed because I got hired on in December of 2020, um, started January of 2021. Um, and so it kind of started after that year of okay. Brooke trying to look and move to Nashville and then come on. And then Will started with street and Alec at the time who all kind of like been in the same spot and they were just like a you know, good friends that all train together. And so it just kind of worked out that way, but that's yeah. um, how it started. And so since then um, we've had Will and Brooke um, the whole time um, in camp and that same year, Sydney kind of happened into making it to a semifinal. Um, she wasn't even planning on doing quarterfinals and Brooke kind of talked her into it. 
Um, and then she ended up making semifinals and then it was like, okay, well let's now specifically train for CrossFit versus just doing classes where she was doing classes at Trivium. And so then she decided to start training. And that was when we kind of took her on of like, okay, this is a really cool, um, project to get her to the games. And we actually did say, which is pretty nice that it was like, okay, this is going to be, you know, probably about a two-year project of making sure that you get there. Um, because we're definitely know that like, we can't really get there in a year. We're probably going to need another year on top of that. And so she trained full-time going into last year, um, made huge strides. Um, even though like placement wise at Granite Games versus the year before at West Coast, it didn't like necessarily show placement wise, but we saw those strides in the gym and we saw them in the workouts that we, that we saw, you know? And so we knew that she was on the cusp of that. So we decided, okay, like she needs another big competition under her belt going in and went to Wadapalooza, did that, that helped her kind of get a little more experience. And then fast forward, she's made the games this year. So she came in um, and she was training alongside with uh, also Nicole Burke, who is here. Um, and she's moved here from yep. Mississippi um, this last year. So she was in this whole last year, Luis Oscar Mora, um, not necessarily widely known, but pretty well, uh, well known in Mexico. Um, really strong oh, athlete, yeah. honestly. Um, I think, I think he should have made the games. Um, you know, there's always those, those events that kind of get away from you, but, uh, uh, he's one of those guys that I think is more than talented to make it and make an impact there. So, um, you know, he was one of those athletes that was um, in camp there here. And then we had Sasha, um, with Batu, uh, Batu as her coach here, um, who was in this like last, um, cycle through. And then we also do have two teens that have made the games. We had a third team competing who was literally just on the outside looking in. Um, so it was Caden Poulin was the one that was on the, um, looking from the outside in and we have RJ Mester who won the 14, 15 age group last year. Okay. And it's now he literally yep. turns 16, July 12th. Um, he told me, he thinks that's Shane's birthday. Oh, wow. I, I, I got to check on that one because he was like, I think I share a birthday with Shane. So, um, so RJ, <laughs> we're looking to have him, you know, make his way up to the top of the podium and hopefully even as like the youngest athlete in the division. Um, and then we also have Riley Beebe, um, who, you know, was actually thankful enough that Olivia Kersetter, who is one of our remote athletes who now has been coming in training kind of, um, in these little camps. So she was just out for a week and a half. Now she's going to be coming out for two weeks. So she went home for a week, going back out for two weeks. Um, but because Olivia made the games as an individual athlete, Riley was in that 11th spot and was able to be moved into the team division um, for that. Oh, um, cool. Yeah. So, um, so we have those two teen athletes going in one on the uh, female side, one on the male side for the 16, 17. Um, we have Olivia Kersetter, Sydney, Will, um, you know, Nick Matthew, who's been a remote athlete and Nick's a really cool story. You know, that guy just uh, was on our compete programming for, long time trying to like make headway into it. Uh, you know, he made it into the granite games, uh, 2021 missed by two points. Um, that was where we first met and kind of like we were helping him along and coaching him during that event. And the next year, um, he missed it by I think four points. Um, but then was able to make his way in because of a failed drug test. And then, you know, really was able to show, uh, I've always, you know, the big thing with Nick for me was always like, Hey man, like we just need a few home runs and he never, like, he's always very consistent. And with yeah. only six events at a semi, he just, it, it would just be like that one little thing that would knock him out because he didn't have, you know, the big home run. And it's kind of amazing because then at the games, he won two events through home runs and was able to show off what yeah. he's really able, able to be capable of along with the fact that he was very consistent. And so was able to put a really good showing for his first time at the games. So, well, it was like, awesome to see him actually, yeah. uh, I was gonna say, it was awesome to actually see him qualify and get to like actually participate in the qualified experience as opposed to just kind of getting in, you know, it was a back, you know, getting in on the back yeah. door. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, knowing I, when I, he left semis, he yeah. had it. And so this year, like I, I felt less once he did that and then went to rogue did well, I think it was kind of just like one of those, uh, you know, you kind of rip the bandaid off and open up doors to yourself in terms of like your own belief system. Um, and so feel pretty confident about that guy going forward as well. So we, we have, we have a good amount 
um, it's a good athletes and good people uh, along the board in terms of, you know, who we have representing proven um, at the games. Um, on the master's side, we have Becca Voigt Miller, who's also um, competing again this year. Um, and so that'll be awesome. I mean, I think that she's basically just a staple of CrossFit in the games. <laughs> um, oh, absolutely. And I so mean, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, she's been there all the time. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of one of those ones where you almost forget about because she's always there. Um, so she's yeah. she's just great and, you know, very consistent. And so um, we've been able to, you know, kind of pull in and have, you know, a good amount of athletes representing. Um, and we're excited for them all um, and to kind of see what we can do there at the games, um, you know, and experience it that this year. Yeah. And you didn't miss anybody except this giant contingent right in the middle of team. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that, that you have that's, that's that, on, that, on that a goes, rampage right now. Whole, that goes unsaid. <laughs> Those guys are, uh, yeah. I mean, that's been a huge project um, in the works with Nick um, and Nick's wife, uh, Taylor Williamson and Andrew Nistler, who yep. uh, have been, you know, at the top of the game, you know, as team athletes for, I can't even, uh, I mean, they've been there uh, doing team events for long periods of time. So if you're thinking about like top two team, like team female athletes, um, I don't think you find a better pair um, in no, the sport of I CrossFit. Mean, they're listed. Yeah. They're listed right there. You know, I mean, right behind Rich with his record with teams. Yeah. yeah so like, obviously, uh, you know, they were... Andrea and Taylor are just, uh, you know, second to none there. And then bringing on uh, Tim Paulson, who's been just a, like a staple of the games as well um, as an individual athlete, um, really good guy, you know, owns an affiliate, um, runs that, has kids. Like the guy's one of those guys that just wakes up and does dad duty um, and still is able to get it done on a daily basis. And then Tola has been in-house. So Tola and Taylor are in-house every single day. Um, and Tola is just, you know, one of those guys that just, he's, he's cerebral in his own, uh, you know, thought about like how, like he um, trains himself and he's really good and methodical about all of the stuff mm -hmm. that he puts in, which is why he's so strong and put together. Um, and I've really liked talking to him about training and his philosophy and what he's done the last couple of years, because I come from uh, an endurance background and that's been something that like his dad actually is um, as, you know, like an elite okay. marathoner, but he actually is just this strong, oh, wow. strong, one of the, yeah, one of the strongest athletes um, to ever compete basically, you know, at the CrossFit games. And, um, he's had to kind of work his way up to being a better endurance athlete and putting in the time. And it's been actually amazing. Cause I remember watching him at West coast, you know, really struggle with, um, that ruck run. And then I didn't expect to see the strides that he'd made when he came into our camp of how actually good of an aerobic athlete he's become. Um, and that's been something that's been really kind of cool to see on that side where he's been able to maintain his strength as well as build that aerobic engine and put it up um, as a big focus point. And you can kind of tell that that's what he takes into all of his training. So, um, so yeah, like, like I said, I, I think we have, you know, a good array of athletes and different backgrounds and, you know, um, I'm excited to see the proven team kind of put on a show there on the team side. Yeah. Now, so are you guys going into the games as like, I, and I, I know they've had some talk about how they name teams and things like that. Are you guys going in, you know, can you go in as team proven or do they have to go in as like CrossFit East Nashville or how, so is that, how, how, how is that going to look when they're there? I don't know if you saw like the way that we're able to do it this year. So it's still because the affiliation is CrossFit East Nashville. Um, uh -huh. You'll see like CrossFit Invictus Black, CrossFit and Dave picked this blue. Um, okay. So we're CrossFit East Nashville proven. Gotcha. Um, so that leaves it open that if there was like another team that we decided to, you know, it would be like Cross, CrossFit East Nashville proven black, Cross, CrossFit East Nashville proven blue or something like that. Um, gotcha. And that would be how they name the teams in order for us to still be able to keep the proven name um, and go okay. up there um, and kind of get that as, you know, Basically, that was the difference that they did this year versus last year, where it had to be just the affiliate name. Okay, gotcha. And yeah. um, so you guys are doing a lot of stuff, obviously, with the games. And it was just announced this week that you guys are actually partnering with the games. Uh, so how much can, and I, I, and I know it's new and, you know, I don't know how much you can share with it, you know, as, as far oh, as what's so, going on I mean, with that, but kind of give a little insight. 
Yeah, um, I think, you know, to, to some extent, it's, uh, it sounds bigger um, than it is. It is something that we're actually very excited for because it's something that CrossFit Games haven't done before, which is to an official like partnering of uh, programming um, during the game. So like we're going to be kind of highlighting our programming tracks and leading workouts that are specifically like the way that we go through proven programming. Um, and I really am excited about that, especially on the affiliate side. Um, because that's one of the things that I feel like CrossFit's done a really good job of at the games where they created that CrossFit affiliate, like gym style, um, and then be able to have yeah. us kind of create, okay, Hey, like, here's what we do in terms of proven affiliate, and then be able to kind of highlight the style and approach that we take on a daily basis and how we coach a class and take, um, an entire gym running through it in terms of, you know, 30 to 40 people at okay. a time and really kind of put our, our stamp on how we do that as well as being able to highlight, you know, Proven 60, um, our masters compete. So we'll kind of rotate through a few workouts and be able to put that on for the community there. Um, and so we're doing that as kind of more of a partnership of where they've shown that. Um, and in terms of talking through, you know, bringing in different ideas to what they put up on the main site in terms of um, programming ideas. So it's more that I think that CrossFit's building an open mind um, and bringing in some other ideas with that so you know for us we get a booth there we're going to talk more about our programming philosophy um, we're going to be putting on more community events while we're at the games and that's kind of like the the partnership um, and sponsorship that we're doing for the games very cool and yeah. so you so you you said you'll have a booth and you'll actually be leading workouts so is that kind of like the community events that they do out on like north park and yeah like we'll be doing a thing, lot of that stuff. Kind of, you know? well we're going to do some of those and okay. then um in the affiliate gym we'll be also running certain workouts um as well oh, very cool. so like there's there's some inside like the yeah. tent inside you know the main, main area gotcha and you had talked about the affiliate program so kind of what are some things that you guys are doing to you know really get it out there to the public and get it out to affiliates and like what are some things they can do to kind of reach out to you and get involved with the affiliate program yeah so i mean we've been trying to do you know a big kind of uh marketing push like through all social platforms like we put it out there on youtube um i you know i have some other ideas for this off season about putting out a little bit more content of like specific um, things that we really want to see from our affiliates in terms of like what are the most important um, aspects of it but in terms of like the way that i think we've grown it so far um, and i i believe this without a doubt that the best way that you can grow anything and i felt like this when i was running um the cross you know cross sinitas back in the day was word of mouth kills everything in terms of marketing and if you can make what you're trying to do and you put your heart and your soul into the creation of whatever you're doing and really make sure that it's able to um, enhance um, the affiliate owner's experience and their ability to create a better community, which will in turn create a better gym culture, get more people in your gym, make it more profitable, make it run smoother, make people happier, make the athletes actually see results on a daily basis that are tangible. Um, that's really what, you know, I'm trying to do in terms of the affiliate programming. And so a lot of that is, is keeping my eyes and ears open and listening and talking to affiliate owners that have concerns or that have ideas or that, you know, give me feedback. And so I actually do talk to a lot of the affiliate owners on a day-to-day -day basis, um, either through our Facebook okay. group. Honestly, like I respond to messages all the time. If someone were to reach out and ask about our program, if they reach out and email us, you know, for a long time, Tia was our customer support. And she'd be on that and just like <laughs> knocking it over and be like, Hey Dwight, this is a question about affiliate, like, you know, get that going. So like, really like we're, we're on top of all those messages of, okay, like what are people actually looking for? And so what I try to do is I try to, you know, create the workouts based off of what our style is here at proven, you know, make them really fun and exciting and develop an approach that's progressive that allows it to be progressive, but varied is kind of like more my approach that I would say. Um, and our approach at Proven, where we still love and, you know, will fall in line, which is where I think we fall in line with CrossFit in terms of constantly varied functional movement performed at high intensity, you know, um, GPP style, yep. making sure that people feel really good, can carry, you know, hinge, squat, push, pull, gymnastics, fun skill work. I don't ever 
think that we should get rid of any skill work because people can't do it. We can teach people how to do it or do something that's similar to it. It's going to make them, you know, challenge themselves. And so that's, that's my thing is like, let's create um, an area inside the gym. That's really exciting. And then have gym owners talk to each other and be like, okay, well, you know, what's working for you and how are you getting more members in your gym and how are you staying profitable? And they're like, well, we're using proven, you know, I can spend more time talking to coaches about what we're supposed to be doing on an everyday basis. And they're just managing the programming and that programming is actually creating a culture where I have to coach, you know, versus turning my brain off and gotcha. having such a simple program, yeah. you know, like I, I, I want to have things that create this approach where you're having to think about, okay, what's the stimulus here? What's the primary objective? Like, what are we trying to do with this and how are we trying to develop our athletes? And then that makes the coaches want to talk about it. And that makes the athletes talk about it afterwards. And all of a sudden you have people talking and that's really, I think the, the spread that we're trying to do um, with our affiliate, as well as I think, you know, where this podcast came in, which is talking um, about partnering with organizations that we really um, kind of align with and see, have that similar yeah. approach and similar ideology, which is um, the girls gone RX, um, which is, you know, one of those things as partnering up out there um, in terms of trying to, uh, you know, really branch out. We've also uh, partnered up in the past with um, Operation Underground Railroad, um, which is oh, yeah. um, another organization as well that we really have tried to highlight. Um, and so those are, those are things where we make specific partnerships that we think have a good cause and also have a wide reach and have the same kind of branding and ideology that we do. Yeah. So I want to talk about both those, but before I yeah. get there, I do want to ask a question. Uh, yeah. You said Tia was your customer service person. Did they know they were talking to Tia when they were doing, no, when no, she was actually doing the customer awesome. service? I, I kind of like to throw <laughs> that out there every once in a while um, because there was a time period yeah. there where we just had like a, a little bit of a transition time. Um, Tia wasn't competing. She was pregnant. So she had a little more sure. time on her hands. Um, she also has always been kind of hands-on um, and likes to know what's going on, even when she's just, you know, working out every day in the gym and so you know she's always been t really tied in and it was kind of like fun to like be able to see have her see kind of what we're doing um on the back side and so she did manage that for a little bit there and it was kind of funny because it was just like customer service but every once in a while I, I throw it out there i was like oh actually you're talking to tia so if you are nice that would probably be a good good idea <laughs> oh did people get did people well get a you know, you know how then... people are with like if uh <laughs> if things aren't going right or something doesn't come in in a timely manner or they they miss a missed email or something like that and most yeah. of the time i would say like i'm dealing with affiliate owners and so they kind of get it um yeah you know but they're also strapped for time and probably stressed sure. so that kind of goes into it as well that's that's funny you know just have her call call somebody up and be like oh yeah well by the way i'm yeah. your customer service agent yeah <laughs> Uh, so we, we did, you know, you alluded to some of the programs you're working with. I know both of those very well. Um, actually, OUR, I got to interview at Wadapalooza. Yeah, um, Caleb, awesome. yeah, Caleb's know, an awesome great guy. Yeah. Been oh, pushing man. it, yeah. um, always. And like, he seems like he's always trying to just stay on top of, you know, the next thing and trying to really get his, uh, you know, message out there. Yeah. And then on the show here, we had, uh, Lindsay, yep. uh, come on the show from girls gone RX. So how did that partnership kind of come about and what is your role with them as far as what you're doing with them? Yeah. So, um, kind of cool, cool thing. I mean, I would say, so I ran CrossFit Sinitas, um, for six years. That was actually Eric Rose's gym, um, okay. yeah. out, out there in Colorado out in their Boulder. Um, and so it was like six plus years, maybe closer to seven, I kind of like lose track of time here. Um, but through that, I developed a lot of relationships and I competed in kind of like the, you know, local CrossFit comp circuit um, and would, you know, go to events, talk to a bunch of people. I ran a gym, other people ran a gym. Lindsay ran a gym, uh, CrossFit Eminence down the way. Um, and actually okay. she hosted at, um, when I was doing more competitions, she hosted my favorite uh, CrossFit competition. I mean, it's tied in there with uh, Pat Burke's um, competition there's like turkey challenge and there was winter wad fest and for me like winter okay. wad fest was really fun because i liked um i just ne didn't necessarily like to swim but i was an old triathlete so i was good enough of a swimmer that i beat everybody except for the d1 swimmers that would pass that, that would come out um and yeah. so it was cool because she'd do a two-day comp where 
there'd be one day in the gym and then one day in the pool. Oh, cool. And so, and that was like something that you just didn't see that much. Um, and so they were able to like, you know, get that going. And I remember that being like a really well run and really fun competition. And so she ran that, she ran that gym, sold the gym as she was like, she started um, Girls Gone RX before she sold the gym. And then Girls Gone RX started taking off and getting big enough that she basically sold the gym, went full into that and really just kind of like leaned into doing that. And I'd seen Girls Gone RX growing, you know, even as I was in Colorado, like we'd have a lot of uh, teams that would want to go down there. A lot of women in the area that would get behind the cause and really kind of show up for that. And it was always sold out. Um, and I've only seen it grow and develop and get bigger and bigger, you know, and the message that she really puts out there is, you know, we're competing for a cure and a cause, but we're also getting a huge amount of women into being really physically active and getting into the community and going out and you see like the fun and excitement that you have from these team and these partner competitions. Um, and for me, that's like what CrossFit is and that's what the CrossFit community is all about. And so to be able to raise awareness and to also donate to Competing for a Cure for breast cancer, where we've also, you know, been hit with, uh, you know, Cass, Will's wife, um, that kind of like hit yeah. close to home with that. Um, as It's just so scary. And, you know, my wife, Julia, also actually like holds, you know, her, almost every woman in her family's had breast cancer. And so it's gotcha. one of those things that you, you see as being like, and it's just such a widespread thing that everybody, you could talk to anybody and they have someone in their family that's been affected. Um, and so, yeah. you know, I really kind of saw that and Lindsay reached out to me because we randomly like talked through Facebook. Like I saw, she was doing something. I said something, she goes, what's your role of proven? would you guys be interested? And, you know, I'd been seeing it kind of like growing. I was like, well, it kind of seems like a no brainer for our affiliate um, kind of programming and our vision as proven to, you know, expand and kind of hit a wider reach um, to kind of partner with something that we knew was well run, um, well done and uh, for a good cause. And so that's kind of like where I got tied in and then basically started talking to Shane and Nick about programming for the events that they were doing this year and creating, um, you know, some of the video content and being able to kind of like help um, put that out to more gyms across the way and then out to more events. So there's there's been an expansion of events. And honestly, that was the one thing I didn't know I was kind of buying into, which was uh, programming for <laughs> <clears throat> roughly about, I think, 30 different workouts, um, which was something yeah. that it, was huge. And, and that's funny. That's kind of the, the way that I got involved with her as well is yeah. there's a local gym here that I actually used to be the head coach of called CrossFit Zoo and they host the Girls Gone RX competition here in in Florida. Yeah. In the Central Florida area. And when we got involved with them, you know, I just kind of talking back and forth with with the owners and you know, they had some issues with some scorecards. So I was like, well, hey, let me let me make some scorecards for you and I'll send them in. Yeah. And then they sent them to Lindsay and then Lindsay contacted me and she's like, "Oh, well, here's more let's you know let's work together and you do scorecards and we'll kind of work back and forth and you know breast cancer of course is also near you know to our family as well yeah. my wife just um she was diagnosed with the BRCA2 gene yeah which yeah. is kind of similar to what you're saying is that with my, all my the women wife on her, yeah. i think she yeah i think she got tested for it and she has i forgot exactly what the gene it's there's like two it's um genes that basically say like you have a high chance of having it and it was basically yeah. saying that she has about a 60 percent chance of having it and yeah so that's probably the well, same this this was um with my wife she found out because she did one of those dna tests yeah and the dna test linked her to somebody on her father's side she has no she oh has wow no, okay um was yeah like she, has, she has no contact with her father something? Yeah, uh, I think it was 23 and me. Oh yeah. Basically the and two, the two it linked her. Are. Yeah. So it linked her to somebody on her father's side and she has like no contact with that side of the family at all. Um her mom had her when she was very young, you know, kind of, you know, we don't know anything about that that side of the family and somebody from from that side reached out to her because it connected them via this via this you know 23 and me and she said, "Hey, 
you don't know us, you know, obviously, you know, the, you know, this is the other side of your family of your father's side, but basically all of his sisters have either fought or died from breast cancer. You need to get tested. You need to, you know, look for that. So she did the test. She got the BRCA2 diagnosis. And so proactively she went ahead and did a, um, just last year, a full double mastectomy and reconstruction. Um, she actually has another procedure coming up on not, not today, but uh, a week from today yeah. where, you know, just kind of, you know, fixing some things from the original surgery. I mean, but those, yeah, those aren't all easy surgeries. So no, no, thankfully we were able to do it preemptively and, you yeah. know, kind of do all the surgeries and not have to deal with the cancer side of it. Um, so, you know, hoping that we don't yeah. see, you know, see cancer in our family, but you know, it's a long, it's a long journey for sure. So it's something that was near and dear to us as well. Yeah. And we're, we're, we're actually, we've talked about that as well. Um, same, same kind of deal. We've talked about it. Um, but right now it's, uh, Julia's breastfeeding, which apparently actually helps fight against it too. Um, yes. So that's kind of good. It kind of keeps her almost like at bay for a little bit, but then we have to kind of make a decision after, um, our, you know, four month old, um, is past the age of breastfeeding and Julia's like in that spot. Um, and the debate of, do you have a third kid, <laughs> you know, like, so it's just kind of like debating, yeah. w- debating when you do that, um, is kind of always the case. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think that, like, I think it's smart. I think what you guys are doing, I mean, it's, I, I think that able to not have to deal with the cancer is probably the, the best approach, yeah. um, versus having to do it after the fact. And then you're just hoping that you got everything. Um, so yeah, yeah and we, and we yeah. were in the same, but we were in the same boat with that. We had just had our, our last kid. We have four, yeah. <laughs> we have four children. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we'd, ha- we'd, we'd had our last child. We're like, yeah, we don't no more of this. We're, yeah. we're done. And, you know, so once he was done breastfeeding and, you know, he was good and, and ready and she had recovered, you know, from, from everything, you know, that goes along with that. Um, she did actually extract me first. That was the, yeah. you know, the first thing she did because of, you know, all sorts of other health issues that she had. But, and then the second, the second course of action was the, you know, was of course the double mastectomy. So offline, if you need any questions or answers, yeah, for sure. I'll definitely, for you, to, I'll definitely you know, to walk you up. through that at all, for sure. Yeah. But, um, Thank you. but yeah, so back to, you know, back to, you know, girls yeah. gone RX, you, you start programming with them, you know, you did, I know you did winter solstice was, I think my, possibly the first thing that you guys did and then yeah. branched out into the other events. So, you know, yeah, kind of, I mean, how kind did... of happened all at once. Okay. Um, so it was like, we kind of did all those at the same time. Um, and just had to like knock them out before the season it was like, you know, getting it up and trying to get that going and make sure um, I've had to just make, you know, some adjustments here and there after, you know, hearing feedback, which is always the case. Um, you know, it's from gym to gym, you have to adjust programming, um, based on what you're yeah space size availability of movements are and stuff like that but uh yeah so um being able to get that going for them and be able to partner up and kind of hear you know hear how it's going has been really kind of cool to see yeah and and the ladies that got involved that was uh brooke yeah. sydney and nicole did yeah the did the videos yeah. and th- and it was, stuff. It was how super, did, it how was did super they... nice um, I basically was, you know, um, kind of told him, I was like, Hey, it would be really cool to have you guys in the videos, uh, for all those that are doing these competitions, you know, would you be able to give me a, you know, a few hours in the morning and like, we'll run through these movements. And I, I almost was mad at myself for programming 75 different movements, um, as you kind of get <laughs> yeah. into it. Right. Um, but it was, it was one of those fun things where it was just kind of like, okay, let's, you know, have Sid, you do these ones, you know, Brooke, you do these ones. Okay. We're doing, you know, partner ones. Nicole come in and they were, they were, they were good enough. We used it as an extended warm up for their day. Nice. Um, and we're able to, yeah. you know, kind of get them involved, uh, which was really cool. And they were happy to do it. So that was good. And it was really cool because they actually opened the lifting one up to. Oh, Junior's sorry. And jo- well. so Jordan daughter... mom. Uh, I, I forgot to mention oh. athletes, Jordan mom, um, you know, and Saxon, uh, Panchuk of the athletes that were in, it's funny, like not even to, to mention them in there, but, uh, Jordan mom was one of those ones that did the demos for, um, our, uh, our girls, John RX as well during that day. So that was really good. Like okay. lead up to the semifinals. Yeah. I got to see a lot of the winter solstice ones because we, um, my daughter actually competed in that as well. She's 10 
and uh, she got to compete in the winter solstice and actually finished second in the juniors division. So she yeah. had a, had a great time. So we got to see a lot of those videos. So that's why those three, you know, definitely stuck out to me, you know, cause I saw, saw them the most. Yeah. Um, but, so is that something you're going to continue with them going forward and, you know, kind of still, you know, working all that stuff out? Yeah. Yeah. I think we'll, we'll, we'll keep trying to, you know, make it better um, is really the idea. Like, I think first time out, I didn't really kind of have, uh, like, I feel like we did a really good job of being able to get it out there and get some good workouts for them and kind of understand what they were looking for. Um, what I think though, you know, always like once you first working with an organization of kind of what you're trying to do, um, it was really good to see, um, you know, basically um, what they needed a little bit more of. Um, and that's something that I think that like we can tackle first and for like in the forefront rather than necessarily as a response um for the second round going into this um gotcha. and that that's basically you know like it's it's with everything you kind of do like a little bit of a learning curve of like what's needed in terms of uh the organization and the events and then how can we do it better um and that's that's basically what i've kind of like have written down some notes of okay how can we make this a little bit more streamlined but even better for all of, uh all parties involved of course. And the event goes well, you know, it goes great, you know, wherever I've seen it, you know, pop up, you know, I kind yeah. of follow along on Instagram, some of the other events and I uh, wasn't able to go to the one uh, this year because unfortunately it was actually scheduled uh, here locally. It was scheduled the same weekend as semis. So, yeah. you know, they, but you know, again, learning curve, they were like, yeah, we didn't know when we, when we scheduled the date or we would have, you know, moved it you know, moved it a week or two. It's to, super hard. Yeah. yeah, yeah. To, to make it, to make Date, it work. I will say da dates are really hard to line up with anything. So. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, we didn't see each other at all in, yeah. in Orlando and we were, and we were both there uh, try to get something on site, but man, it was, it was crazy down there, you know, with everything that's going, that was, it was going a on. back and forth. Weekend, um, for sure. And obviously, you know, yeah. Yeah. And so, just kind of an, you know, I know she had the foot injury, um, or the, the, she, yeah. I guess she posted um, I mean, on both, social media that she completely tore. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, like at that event, um, it was one of those things that like, you don't know a hundred percent kind of like the extent of an injury. However, and it, it was weird because she, you know, made comments that uh, it was literally just in like kind of like the lead up when we were doing kind of like our final run through events, like uh, my, my, my foot's like a little sore, you know, and I was like, okay, let's not just do any sure. more running, you know, leading up into the event. It's just kind of like, okay, there's been a little bit of soreness. Um, we, we try to look at things after the fact of like, okay, what could have caused it? Um, you know, part of us are thinking even just like the amount of practicing ring muscle ups with a ruck and jumping off that. Um, mm -hmm. and box jump overs with a ruck, you know, can possibly be like, how many times are you doing that? And then going in and testing out the run event and, you know, touch and go power snatches and moving through. It's like, okay, like possibly that could have created a little bit of soreness going in there, um, of practicing that event a little bit more. And so we have no idea what actually, um, was the root cause, but I know that it was a little bit sore, but like Brooke even says that she's like, I don't even know. Like it was just like a little bit sore. I didn't expect anything. And then she was running in that first event. And yeah. she said she felt a pop. So that's when you think full tear. Um, but what's crazy about Brooke is, I, I, you know, she has pretty high pain tolerance, it feels like, um, because she did have bruising on her foot. So you're kind of also thinking like tear, but she's like, I'm going to fight through it. And she was able to still like, you know, get, I think, 12th place or 10th place on that run. Yeah. Um, the 800 meter run plus touch and go power snatches. Uh, her snatch leading into that event like testing it we were you know thinking in the 190 195 range she was only able to get to 180 just because like she said she didn't feel right um and that makes sense you know so like yeah trying to fight through some of these things um you know and even with that i think she tried to push a little harder um in linda which led to her kind of going a little faster and that like led to a blow up so like you kind of go into these things of like okay why do you like make certain decisions and it's like okay, well, she was trying to fight, like, and wasn't able to, like, do everything she knows she was capable of, but still fought yeah. through the weekend and was, you know, six points out. I was going to say, um, that's, all, all yeah. that to say, all that to say, she was not far out. Like, people are like, no, oh, she's, she almost, she's she almost off, she missed, that, yeah. and, you know, yeah. to be that, to, to have that kind of injury and still only be six points out from a spot, 
it yeah. is immensely impressive. Yeah. And, you know, like I kind of knew also like that touch and go power snatch run workout. I was like, the only person that's going to beat, beat Sydney here is Brooke um, going yeah. into that event. But with Brooke's foot, she wasn't able to like fully like let loose on that one. To, so it kind of goes to show you like a little bit of some of the stuff that was kind of fought out there, but she's, she's getting a lot better. She's enjoying life. She's back to, you know, doing more training, which is good. Um, and she said, she's kind of trying to just like live up the fact that she actually has you know, like a full off season and some time to like travel and go to weddings and, you know, do that yeah. type of stuff. So it's good for, her. um, yeah. you know, and Saxon kind of similar injury actually, um, his, his, he had more foot issue stuff, um, from running, um, on the track a little bit going into it. So that was more of something that we kind of were a little bit cognizant of going into it. Um, and it was the rock jump when he jumped off of it, he felt it pop too. So, oh, okay. um, yeah, that was one of those things. Um, and, uh, you know, that was just a heartbreaker. Um, cause that guy is like a staple of the games and he was just made, you know, um, kind of didn't, even with like that, you know, you're almost like just expecting him to somehow fight and make, make his way up. But, uh, he's, he's made, you know, he's making a full recovery back too, um, and working his way back up and doing everything he can to get back, um, back in order and back on top. Yeah. And you guys got a thing with the twins. Yeah, <laughs> the twins yeah. Over there. I know it's crazy. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's funny because yeah, I mean, Saxon is a twin and he's married to a twin. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so well awesome so what are some things you're looking forward to with the games this year is there anything that you're like this is what i want to see or anything you want to avoid or like how 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 excited are you guys you know going into the lead up for for madison this year i mean i think we're just really excited i don't think there's anything i'm necessarily like expecting or uh you know worried about um in terms of that i'm just excited that we we have a booth at the games we get to put more of who we are out there, um, which is exciting to me. I like, I like the community events that we're going to be able to do. Um, I like that we have um, kind of a wide array of athletes in every division. So we have, you know, a teens, we have masters, we have the team who's going to put on a show out there. We have, um, you know, the individual athletes, you know, what's kind of cool about that is that we have um, one person I, I forgot to mention because I actually haven't met him yet, but I'm really excited to see how he's going to do, which is Kylon. Um, who is in Mexico, Mexico, I believe, um, or Brazil. No, he's yeah. Brazilian. Um, he's Brazilian okay. and he's, uh, working with Batu and he's a rookie at the games. We have Sid who's rookie at the games, you know, um, which is like really exciting, um, to be able to have that, you know, we have Olivia who's a rookie. So we have like a lot of these athletes that are just breaking through and kind of building up as well as the teens athletes that we haven't worked with before that we're now working on. So there's a lot of exciting things for me where there's athletes that I haven't seen um, compete on that stage yeah. from a coaching standpoint that have developed and been able to make their way up to the games that, you know, kind of get to make their mark um, their first year at the games with that. And, um, you know, also having Will Morad, who's just like keeps, you know, um, even as he's aging, he's been, you know, in the game for so long. He's, you know, turning 34 and he's still able to keep knocking on the door and looking better than ever um, is kind of, you know, something yeah. that I'm really excited for. And like we already talked about with Nick Matthew, um, the expectation is for him to only do better um, in his second year there. So for me, like, you know, I think with the sky's the limit with the team, I think we all expect them um, to do their thing and bring home the gold, you know, and then we have a bunch of athletes making their first appearance. We have Nick making his second appearance. We have Will making you know, I think it's his fifth, uh, appearance at the games, right? Yeah. He's, uh, he's been there. He's been there quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so there's just a lot of, a lot of different storylines that I'm really excited about. And like, I'm more excited than anything to just see them all do well. How, how do you guys go into a weekend like that or a week like that managing so many people? Is it kind of like a divide and conquer when you're on site approach or a little is bit. it like, Hey, yeah. Hey, you're going to take these two. I'm going to take these two and we're going to, you know, kind of, it's, it's, it it's more like that, but, um, it kind of depends. So like, um, I'm going to, because one thing is that you, you need to get a coaching band and you need a coaching band to just get in there. Um, and so yeah. it's kind of deciding what athlete has whose coaching band. Um, I've always been with Sid, um, and will for the most part. So like, it's, it's been like, I've either been with will or I've been with Sid, um, at events or Brooke, I was with her for last games. 
And then Will was able to give mm-hmm. his to his actual massage therapist so that he'd get worked on as he was through there, which was like nice um, as that yeah. type of thing, you know. Um, and Shane, of course, always has Tia's. Um, and so I, you know, I worked more directly with Brooke last year. Shane worked more directly with Tia, um, you know, but like we still, and then Will likes to really do his own thing, stay in his brain. And then he comes over and he chats with, you know, Shane and I about just like little points of like what he kind of wants to do. Cause he's been such, you know, into the game so long, he really like has kind of like his own, me- you know, methodology of like, okay, this is what I want to do to warm up. You know, what else do you think mm-hmm. like I should be hitting and what do you think my strategy should be going into this? It's not like a, you know, methodical thing of like walking him through it necessarily um, where I would say some of yeah. our other athletes like that. Um, and so with the way that we're going into it this weekend, um, Nick Johnston is still going to be, even though he's CEO, he's still going to be on the coach side for the team. Um, he's yeah. always been like, that's actually where his background was, um, was coaching team teams at the games. And so that's how he, you know, came in here and he's, you know, been experienced with that. And he's been, um, you know, basically like the huge, point um of contact for the team and doing a lot of the programming and creating that for the team side um so that's been his thing so he's going to be really like on top of them as well as what's going on um at the booth um and what we're doing for our community events um so you know he's got a lot going on there um i'm going to be working specifically with riley bb and the teens when that works up until um i have sid who's going to be in there um, Will um, is going to, you know, basically have Shane in there kind of as for him, but it's honestly like Shane's helping out Sid and he's helping out Nick and, you know, and we're going to be, you know, in there as well. Um, we also have Matt Burke, who's kind of, um, he works with us. He's not directly, um, he's not directly a coach with us, but he, he actually works as more uh, Nick Matthews individual coach on site. And he's uh, Nicole, okay. Nicole Burke's um, husband. And so he's been working in that way and like really tied in with us and has worked in. So he's going to be in the back working with us. And I mean, we've had a tight relationship throughout. So, um, and then Will Kearney is going to be out here as well. Um, and so, you know, uh, it's one of those things, it is kind of like you said, like a divide and conquer and deciding what we want is we just like to have all the coaches back there and be available for what the athletes need. And it yeah. really is just basically asking what the athletes need um, and trying to be there for that. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, man, you guys got a great stable, you know, going into going into Madison this year. I'm looking forward to seeing you guys up there. Um, are you going to, is your, uh, is your number one customer service person going to be manning the tent or is she going to be high? Um, actually, I do think, I do think she, <laughs> I, I'm almost positive he is going to be at the tent at some point or another, but she won't be manning the tent. That just, um, I, I think that there'd be more pictures taken than anything else getting done there. Oh, of course. Um, you know. I, in fact, I think I told Shane at, um, at Wadapalooza, somebody came up to him and was like, Oh, you, you have time. The baby will be born. You can, yeah. you guys all come and hang out in Madison. I'm like, no, <laughs> just take your kid and like, yeah, stay away. Like, like bond, have, have all that time together. You know, uh, they're, they're going to do a good trip. I'm, I'm excited for them after the games. I think they're planning yeah. to go back to Australia, um, have the family meet Willow and just, you know, be able to experience just kind of family life for a little bit there without the hustle and bustle. Um, so That's I mean, awesome. we have a lot going on in the off season. Um, but a lot of that can be taken care of, uh, from afar. And then, you know, um, those that are here kind of work on those sides. So, um, I'm excited it's for them fun. to have that family time. Awesome. Well, man, Dwight, thank you for, you know, yeah. popping on the show and, and, uh, you know, jumping on and, and talking about everything that's going on. I've enjoyed having you on the show and man, I'm looking forward to seeing you in person actually yeah. in Madison. I know. Yeah, we gotta, we'll we gotta actually we'll, like, we'll, we'll really meet up this time for sure. Meet up for sure. I, I, I did run into Nick at, at uh semis and I've, you know, of course I'm at Wadapalooza and stuff like that, but now, you know, We'll, uh, we'll, we'll hook up. We'll say hello. And, you know, right and, on. And all in all in passing as we're running to our perspective, uh, you know, fire that we're trying to put out Exactly, always. <laughs> while we're there. So awesome, man. Well, thanks so much. And, uh, you know, look forward to seeing you up in Madison. Yeah, definitely. Have a good rest of your day. You've been listening to the Wix Appeal Podcast. 
Get connected by heading to Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok at Wex Appeal Podcast for more bonus buffoonery and to get the full Wex experience. Plus, make sure to subscribe on your podcast app today. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time for more barbells, beats, and buffoonery.